0: Oye, oh yeah, chicos, pero here's what happened previously on Dungeons & Rindas. After the prison break and the subsequent death of Milo Camus... He made a valiant sacrifice. <laughs> he wanted you to live, sweetheart. Hayes and Kami sent Clitus and David on a quest for a very rare flower. Ghost Orchid. After a dangerous hike through the Everglades...
1: Oh my god, Cletus,
0: get me out of this fucking water! Cletus and David begin to have strange visions when grabbing the Ghost Orchid. Levi? You son of a bitch! Please don't take me to your elevator to Mars. Meanwhile, after being released by Florida Fish and Wildlife, Steve goes on a weird trip. Is this that disco fever that Sensei was talking about? And discovers that Cletus may have been keeping some very big secrets from him. Sensei, he... he was using me the whole time? He never loved me? At the end of his journey, he discovers David and Cletus drowning. No, 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 no. I'm going to dive and go save them. And he's quickly attacked and passes out as well. Let's see what happens now. Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. Hey everyone, it is your friendly neighborhood GM, John Carlo Herrera here, and today I wanted to tell you about an awesome show called Looters. It is an actual play podcast where a hilarious cast of friends go on dramatic, action-packed, sci-fi, western adventures in a universe full of different factions vying for control over the outer rims. I love a good sci-fi western mix, the cast is so much fun to listen to, and it's played on the Stars Without Number game system, which is really fun to hear in audio. I really think listeners of Drumbus would enjoy it, so, please, check out this trailer, and if it intrigues you, go check them out at looterspodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Alright, enjoy. Hey, we're the Looters. Hey, what's up? Looters is a sci-fi western actual play podcast using the Stars Without Number system. We're a group of friends getting into
1: trouble all over the universe.
0: So come with us if you're into adventure. A rocket flies out of one of these ships far behind you and crashes into the wall and blows up.
1: There's rockets?
0: It's Mario Kart. Crazy intrigue. Can I hack into the body and maybe see if they have, like, a memory data bank in their brain or some shit like that that I can access? That'll Literally. (laughs) Uh
1: Devastating physical injury. Just take Uh
0: cover. (laughs) She's she's a good pilot, everyone. (laughs) She's very good.
1: And And friendship. New episodes of Looters out every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Cletus and David. Roll a constitution saving throw.
1: Right off the bat, my goodness, my gracious. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a 20 with my mortifier. All right,
0: it's on you to snap me out of it. I'm a 14. David, you awake to the sound of a clanking radiator. You feel the warmth of the bed sheets hugging your body. As you begin to rise, you feel a cold draft. The feeling of an open New York window in January. When you come to your senses, you see that you have woken up in your childhood bed, just as you remember it, in the middle of a blank void. What
1: the fuck is going on in here on this day? Hello? Hello? Mother? Mother, can you hear me? <laughs> Mother, can you feel me in the night? <laughs> Well, um, I guess I'll just take a look around in this very odd replication of my childhood bedroom. It's just your bed,
0: actually. Just a floating bed? Yep. Roll a perception check for me. 17. A little ways ahead of you, you notice your revolver, Gladys, (gasps) floating in midair. Gladys, baby! Come to papa. You're walking towards Gladys? I am going to walk towards Gladys, yeah. On the walk toward Gladys, you hear a distant but familiar laugh. (laughs) (laughs) You reach out toward Gladys and suddenly freeze still, stuck in place. From out of thin air, something begins to form ahead of you. As the particulates begin to take shape, you realize it is none other than Levi Moskovitz. He grins a big toothy grin at you and says, come on, Gladdy, daddy's here. You don't have to be seen walking on this chump's arm anymore. Roll a wisdom saving throw. 12. You remain frozen still as Levi grabs the gun and your old girlfriend, Gladys, and ex-wife, Beverly, appear around his arms. He takes aim and says, We always knew I'd take everything from you. This is the only way it ends. And fires a shot. Ah! Cletus, you wake up lying face down on the ground. The air is warm and stifling. You feel sweat pour down your face as you rise up off the dirt to also find yourself in a blank void. Before you lies a gold canopied bed with semi-translucent fabrics obscuring your view. I'm gonna peel back the curtain, I guess. You part the fabrics and see a figure half wrapped in the fuchsia-colored silk bed sheets. It's Cindy. Oh, you tempt me, you, you succubus, you put You brought Eddie, you drove you came between me and Eddie. Cletus, baby, come back to bed. I love you, you whore! I love you too, yeah. Daddy. Come here. It's been so long since I felt the touch of the female of the species. Take me, daddy. I
1: reach my hand. Daddy's coming. In more ways than one.
0: Get out. This is my wet dream. Get out of here. (laughs) As you reach towards Cindy, she shrieks, and you feel the sharp pain of a knife entering your back. You backstabbing bastard. Roll a wisdom saving throw for me. Sixteen. You turn around and grab Eddie's arm as it attempts to bring another knife down on you. With ease, you disarm him, and he falls to the ground. Do it, you bastard. Just this once, have the decency to look someone in the eyes before you betray them. I'm sorry, Eddie. I was weak. I was in a bad place. I... You're, my... You're a good friend, and I. you don't deserve me. You shut the fuck up sick of your lies go ahead do it it's what they want that's what they want eddie it's uh, she's a bad woman you're a bad man man cletus and david roll a constitution saving throw 12 13 david you are blinded by the flash of gladys the revolver firing at you point blank the blindness lasts for several seconds and as you regain your vision you see your son lying on the black sand that you now stand on, bleeding.
1: No! No! Dad! Dad. David Jr., it's gonna be okay. I'm so cold. It's okay. Stay with me here. I'm scared, Dad. Please help me. Listen to the sweet sound of my voice, son. Do not go towards the light. It's not your time.
0: You hear Levi's voice surround you, much like you hear God's. You know, it's a shame, for all your faults. I thought you'd at least be a good father. Perhaps I gave you too much power. Levi, you son of a bitch! Your son melts into the black sand as creatures begin to rise from it. You see them take their horrible disfigured shapes Marco Rubio. Now, Lindsey Graham. Now, Mitch McConnell and a whole fleet of Republicans surround you, wielding the holy flames. Roll a wisdom saving throw. 19. You hear Levi's voice mockingly laugh at you.
1: <laughs>
0: but within your head, you hear another voice. Smaller than usual, but just as reassuring. It whispers to you. This is it, chief. And suddenly, you see the flame in Mitch McConnell's purple coagulated deformed hand extinguished, and you feel a spark in yours. Then Marco's flame extinguishes. Then Lindsey's and Pence and Ryan and every other Republican as the spark within your hands expands into a torrent of raging flame, swirling up to the heavens. What do you do? I push the flames out towards the
1: Republicans and shout, this is for Hillary, you sons of bitches.
0: Cletus, as you stand above Eddie, you hear a noise like static. Everything freezes as the static grows louder. The FM waves. Without your tinfoil hat, you're vulnerable. The static grows louder and louder as Eddie begins to lose detail. The edges of his body become fuzzy and blurry as they turn to visual static. Eventually, you find yourself free-falling through a void of sensory overload brought on by the FM waves. Then, the sound cuts out and you actually fall. You find yourself on a small, sandy mound, surrounded by water and high concrete walls with railings. It rains. And who approaches? But Steve. Sensei, you lied to me. Roll a wisdom saving throw. Fourteen. Please, Sensei, tell me the truth. Just this once. You find yourself unable to respond to Steve. He looks deep into your eyes, asking, Why, Sensei, why can't you just give me an answer? An honest answer just once. We're searching for the truth, are we not? Why do you deny me mine? I suppose that was a lie as well. You stand frozen, staring into the eyes of your companion as the rain turns from water to pastelitos, and salsa music begins to play in the distance. On the railings above you, a massive 25-foot gator appears like a king presiding over a gladiator battle. Gertrude hisses and Steve looks down at the ground. All right, if it's what he demands. And in a flash, Steve lunges at your face, jaws open. Cletus and David roll a constitution saving throw. Almost at once, you both startle awake. (gasps) First David, and then a few seconds later, Cletus. You hear the clattering of chains, and there's a pounding in your head. Cindy? And none of what you see at first makes sense. Then you realize you're upside down. You struggle to look up and notice your feet are tied together with thick rope and dangling off of a meat hook. Oh, I'm definitely at Cindy's. Cletus, is that
1: Cletus? Is that
0: David? Oh, Cletus, thank God. Where are you? Can I see him? Both of you, roll a perception check to see what you notice. Yep, it's the same number. <laughs> it's twelve all the time. Twelve is here as well. Wait. I add a 2, so a 14. So you guys kind of struggle to get your bearings as you dangle from the meat hook, but you can kind of twirl your bodies around and see where you are. Hanging from meat hooks as well, there is David a little bit in front of him is Cletus. As you guys twirl around behind David is Hayes hanging upside down as well off a meat hook, tied up the same way you are. And a little bit to your upside down right, I suppose, David, you see... A very familiar gator, hanging from a meat hook as well, strung up by the tail. Steve? Steve, is that you? Can you hear me? Oh god, who's there? Who is that? Where am I? As you continue to look around, you notice that you are in an industrial kitchen of some sort. There's meat lying around, lots of stainless steel tables, appliances. Steve, is that you? Sensei? Sensei, is that you? Oh, thank Christ. Jesus. This isn't a trick, right? Is it really you? I, it's either that or it's still my wet dream. I don't think it's that. Oh, my goodness. David, is that you too, David? I always pictured you be there cheering me on, you know? Cheering you on, you said? Yeah. Well, I was, well, well I was Never mind. Uh, we'll see about we're either that. at my, my mistress's house or or uh, we're the Florida man's uh, uh, inner sanctum.
1: Oh my God, Cletus.
0: How am I being strung up? How does this work for me? There is actually a meat hook going through the tip of your tail. Ouchie! These bastards! Fucking kill them!
1: Wait, how did Hayes get here? Who the hell is Hayes? Hayes, Hayes, are you alright? Hayes, are you there? What's going on? Are you okay? What happens? Call me. Hayes!
0: You can roll to try to wake Hayes up.
1: Who is Hayes?
0: Some someone from a Charles Manson cult we met. Oh no. My
1: base roll was a 19.
0: David, you begin like swinging back and forth a little bit to try and reach Hayes and barely first your fingers like whiff their chin. And then as you continue to gain momentum, you get closer and closer before you finally let out a really good slap across their face. <sighs> Daddy, what? Daddy's here. Oh, shut. <laughs> What's going on? I don't, Last thing I saw was, and then. From the back corner of the room, in total silence like a ninja, a figure walks toward you. As they approach you, you get a good look at them. They are wearing a long leather duster coat, a gas mask, and atop their head sits a tight golden brown bun of hair. As they speak, you hear an electronic Distorted voice. You took everything from me. Cammy?
1: Cletus, that's not Cammy. Oh my god. I, I've been hit on the head one too many times today and I can't remember, but Cammy's boyfriend and as well as Hayes's boyfriend, the third in the thropple. Cletus, do you remember his name? My god, my yeah, brain. Yeah, Cam- Camu. Camu? Camu, is that you? What sort of destruction have you
0: brought? That you cannot even remember the names of your victims. Yeah, is this the cop that we killed? As Steve hisses, the figure pulls out a cattle prod and jams it into Steve. Oh, not again, please. Oh, no more of that. Oh, <laughs> <will> stop, please.
1: <laughs> it kind of tickles this time. I think I'm getting used to it. Camille, okay, come on, come on, man. Just there. Uh... Just if you're alive, that means that everybody else is alive and everything's fine, don't you know? It's it's gonna be okay. We 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 never
0: meant any harm. Is that really the best you can do? Is that all the defense you have for your actions? And you see, they have this sort of metal mount along their forearm. With an electronic handsaw, with a wire that seems to run to a battery mounted on their back somewhere. And they begin to spin it and bring it to David. They just barely cut into your love handle. Just a little bit. Not enough to kill, to hurt you seriously, but enough to cause pain. And you take one point of damage.
1: Oh! Oh, my goodness gracious. What a (laughs) mutish putz you are. Camu, take off the... Take off the mask, friend. Let's just talk face-to-face here. Come on, you know you wanna. We should, let's do it. Let's sit down, have a little something to nosh on. If it is Camus, I don't understand why he'd be mad. Nothing And nothing they suddenly
0: there. drive a cattle prod into Cletus's neck as he's speaking and shock you.
1: My goodness, this is just like that German website that I stumbled upon on the internet that one time. I can never replicate the pain that you
0: made me feel. But I can try. Hey, God, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, bud? Can I try biting this chain so they don't see me? Yeah, yeah, you could try. He was 12. You see Steve begin to flop, kind of like when you grab a lobster by the tail, and they start, like, kicking to try and escape. You see Steve try to flop up at the chain, but it's way too far away. And then the figure picks up a tire iron in their left arm and whacks it across your back, Steve. Ow! And you take one point of damage.
1: Damn it, Camu, Camu, come on now. Uh, Just, just... Let's, let's, let's talk like old friends, like we are. I gave you such guidance when we were in prison together. They shove two fingers deep into your throat, yeah.
0: activating your gag reflex. Wait a minute, I don't have a gag reflex. <laughs> 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 Fine, they they shove a fist into your throat and say, All right, now's your last chance to confess.
1: (laughs) And they they remove the fist
0: from your throat.
1: (laughs) I don't know what I'm supposed to be confessing to here, Camu, but I know that we did the best we could against those. And they whack
0: you with the tire iron. One point of damage. You hear some crying from behind you. You kind of try to get a glimpse of Hayes, and Hayes is just so confused. And, and they're crying, and they go, Dad, Daddy, is it you? I, I don't understand. What, what's going on? Why are you doing this? And the figure drives a cattle prod into Hayes' stomach, shutting them up.
1: Camus, please, just let's take a moment here.
0: I always try to
1: apologize as a man of God. I always look to God for guidance. I am your God
0: now. No, no, I have one God, that's the person that tells me to roll dice. It's not you. (laughs) (laughs) I look at Steve. Okay. I don't look at Sensei. Fuck. Can I stealthily swing my rope towards David's? With what goal in mind? To try to bite his rope. Roll the attack, and then roll stealth as well. Okay, so this is the attack first. That is a 13, and then the stealth. (laughs) Oh god, four. You begin to swing, and you are hissing. The figure who is spinning the buzzsaw at David, going down towards his mouth, hears you swinging, actually grabs you as you swing towards David, and then with the saw, removes one of your scales off your back, and you take one point of damage. (laughs) <clears throat> we're gonna have some
1: real fun here. Camus, I know I hurt you. Let me help you. God has given me great... Seems you've hurt a lot of people, haven't you? You disgust me. I disgust myself sometimes, but you know we're all on our own individual personal journey. It's all about looking within Camus. And we can guide each other together. Let me down from here. Let's talk. It seems you think I'm weak of will.
0: How about we get started for real? And they walk over and you see Hayes is crying, trying to touch at them, trying to reach their face. And they outstretch one of the arms, kind of clasp it between their body and their bicep. And then with the buzzsaw, cut off one of the pinky fingers as Hayes lets out a scream. Ah.
1: Ah! Oh my God. God!
0: Damn it, Steve, you wanna quit screwing around here?
1: Excuse me, can you toss that pinky my way? I haven't eaten in a while. Shit. Hayes, Hayes, are you okay? Are you alright? I mean, you're not okay, obviously. Your pinky just got cut off. My God, this is terrifying! Let's play
0: a game. Oh. And they walk up to David first. Steve. I love games.
1: Is it a board game? Is there dice involved? I I'm love gonna perceive dice to if there's games. something on a wall.
0: I'm going to roll perception. 16. So you don't notice anything useful on the walls, but what you do notice, you notice something peculiar about the meat lying around the area. All right. The carcasses are not of anything that's usually seen in a butcher shop. No, these look like human bodies. So I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> they walk over to David and say... Who are you? Okay, well, that's an easy one.
1: Hi, I'm David Feinstein.
0: Can I whisper to Steve while this is... Roll a stealth and say whatever you're going to say. Fifteen. Steve, I'm going to try to grab him, and I need you to swing over and try to chomp his head off. All right, I suppose we could try it. Since I mean, Cletus, I suppose we could try it. Talk later. All right.
1: I come from New York State. I usually say I'm from the city, but since we're in such a precarious situation, I feel like stretching the truth is not my best line of defense Good. here. And they um, zap you with the cattle prod.
0: They walk over and crouch down in front of Cletus's face. Who are you? Cletus Nicodemus the third. I'm going to start swinging. I rolled a ten. Hmm. Steve swings and takes a chomp, and they hear the closing of the jaws as Steve swings right past their face, and reflexively raise up that tire iron and bash it across your belly. I grabbed that arm before he could do it. Okay, roll a strength contest for me. Oh, shit. That's a nine. Oh? (laughs) By one. They raise up the tire iron as Steve is swinging in lockstep. And as they begin to bring it down right before they make contact with Steve, Cletus brings up his arm and grabs it. You are now holding their tire iron in place. Steve, chop and snatch, man. Chop and snatch. David, summon the wrath of God, too. (laughs) You got your hands. Roll initiative for this moment. 12. Five. Oh, Cletus, I hope hope you pull something good out. No, it's a seven. Cletus grabs the figure's arm with the tire iron. They bring an elbow across your face and you just barely manage to whiff out of the way as it goes across your chin. And then that brings us to Steve. I'm going to use grappling bite. Yeah. Ah, 20, not natural. Yes! Okay, you begin to swing and they hear you turn to face you and you chomp down on their gas mask right on like the control module. David, what are you doing?
1: I call upon the flames of God and I direct them at... Who we are suspecting is Camus, but I am getting more and more suspicious that that is not who this is.
0: You cast the flames, but in kind of your frenzy as you're dangling with the blood rushing to your head. Although they do make contact, it disperses against the long leather duster coat, almost as if they're being protected somehow, and it doesn't do any damage. But then, Steve, with your grappling bite, that means that everyone gets advantage on this creature as long as Steve keeps them in his grasp. But because you grabbed onto the gas mask and not the actual person, you chomp down and you feel the module break. You hear uh, some sort of electronic distortion as the mask rips off of their face. And then you see someone that looks vaguely familiar, but that you've never really met before. A woman, and she says. You fucking cabrones. Nico what just happened? Will the Daytona Patrol Force ever be untied? Who is the woman behind the mask? Will Steve get fed Haze's slinger? To find the answer to these questions, make sure to subscribe to Dungeons and Dreambus to listen to future episodes and leave us a review in the podcast app of your choice. If you're a fan of the Daytona Patrol Force, be sure to tweet using hashtag Dreambus to be eligible to win a free Dungeons and Dreambus sticker. A special thank you to Clara Ginkeli, Queso Loco, November Sky, Jerry Benetatos and Terence Knox. If you really want to support the show, check the links in the show notes for our Patreon, Ko-fi and other ways to get involved with the hunt for the Florida Man. Dale people! we started this journey, I was just a dropout from the College of Arcanists.
1: Some girl who could turn into animals. A pickpocket looking for answers.
0: I was a swan. But along the way, I found hope. Love. Family. I found out I can turn into a giant worm. Okay, look, Signana. I... Oh, he's right. But it's really not fitting in with the tone of what we're going for here. I mean, we're all talking about...
1: The Queer Dungeoneers, an actual play podcast mm. about being who you are by being someone different. I can turn into a worm. Oh, forget it.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: The buyer awaits your decision, poised as one both ready for a fight and assured of its outcome. I'll have that relic now. That cool pretty boy have more healing. We are gonna need it.
0: You guys might. One of you dies and I'm running for it. So don't. We'll have to use every advantage and we've not many left. So I'm confused. Uh, what am I supposed to say to him? Marcus, it's a role-playing game. Right. So, you're this holy guy, Benedict. Right. And he's just joined this adventuring party. Right. Why? Because we needed someone to heal us and not ask questions. Dom! What? Any reason you want, Marcus. That's the great thing about this game. You can be anyone you want. Do anything you want, for any reason, so long as it's true to your character. Cool. I totally got this. Uh, Wait, but... This artifact belongs to my church, and as such, I cannot part with it for any price. (laughs) Uh, what did I say? Kill them all! The Ordinary Epic, a podcast series about the extraordinary, the ordinary, and something in between. Listen now at TheOrdinaryEpic.com or on your favorite podcast app.